What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you're truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we playfully explore topics from money to magic, healing to wholeness, creation, relationship, business, and more. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too wacky or weird in the quest to live as grand a life as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stopper are the embodiment of opposites attract. And the result is true synergistic power. Partnered in love and in business, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. Hello, mates. We are back from New Zealand. This is Toto and my co-pilot, co-host, and partner, Suzanne <laughs> Welcome, Suzanne to your own show. <laughs> I don't know, that was quite That wasn't New Zealand at all. But no, uh, not New having Zealand to... at all. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm gonna blame I'm gonna blame my allergies on it, but you know it is what yeah, it is. I can't cheat the I... <laughs> I can be like sniffling and sniffling and sniffling the entire show, right? And uh, (laughs) and um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I get New Zealand accent down at all. I can't even really do British. So, and New Zealand is super unique. It's really different than Australian, even even though they're like next to each other but yeah it's really fun to listen to them talk but there's no way I could even try to attempt that voice at all right <laughs> it's no worries mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah <sighs> so we are here today talking about um, the mother wound and one of the reasons that we came up with this topic was that we, for those of you who don't know uh, or are listening to this in the future, we just got back from a fellow trip to New Zealand, and which in that trip I was participating in a uh, reality show for Conscious Women Leaders. And the first part was a lot of challenges and things like that. Um, which, if I told you about, I would have to kill you, but I could tell, I could say a thing about it. And I want to kind of talk about that. It did set up week two, which is where um, Suzanne joined me. Uh, we were all bringing our partners in for, or some of us actually, we did, some of us had an invitation to bring our partners with us and to share in the experience with the Yataha tribe, and so the last six days of the reality show, um, we were six nights and six days in what they call the Mirai, which for lack of any kind of way to cinemize this, um, it's like a reservation, I would say. It's not a reservation in the way that we know it, but it's basically the land and buildings where the tribes live. And we were able mm-hmm. to stay in a very sacred building that they built. Um, and all, everybody from the reality TV show plus a few extra people stayed in this sacred, I guess it's maybe their church, right? Um, but we slept there mm-hmm. and healed there. And they consider that building the womb. Um, and, yeah. and the process of being in that space is about really healing the mother healing the mother wound uh, globally, healing the mother wound inside ourselves, literally with our own, like, and and really, I mean, this tribe is a matriarchal society uh, and matriarchal tribe, and uh, there's a lot of uh, emphasis put on the uh, sort of the feminine, us claiming and healing the energies within us, which is the intuition, which is the magic, which is the receiving and the, and the uh, energetic awareness and the awareness of the whole and all that and 
like that that's really what we need to claim and own and acknowledge to really handle what's happening in the world and the sort of impact and effects of, you know, Pinky of the last several thousand years. And it's not about boy and girl per se or gender. It's more about the energy of, like, I would say that the chief of this tribe, uh, Tsuporoho, uh, who we call, affectionately called Papa, was feminine in, in many ways. I mean, he was obviously a guy. But his, I would say that he had more energy or, or at least led with more feminine mm-hmm. energy. Um, wouldn't mm-hmm. you say? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And what I, uh, Waitaha actually means, in Maori, it means water. And one of the first days that we were there, Papa said, in, in actuality, it's kind of not well known, but what, specifically the amniotic fluid of the mother is Waitaha. And so it's literally like the womb of the mother. And I would say when we we did our opening ceremony with the tribe and we walked into our thing, to the place where the womb basically, and I just started to cry. I like the the, um, Papa and mother and um, Solomon, who is Papa's son and the heir, kind of like the person that's gonna take over. Um, and Jenko, who is like a Japanese lady that's super, super involved with the tribe, and all of the people who were supporting us were um, standing, and then we walked in and went through this ritual right at the get-go, and I just started crying just being in the room. I had no idea what it was or why, um, but I learned on why that was is because I was coming home to the womb. I was coming home to... Um, to I was and that was what Papa kept saying is he kept saying um, home like um, you're home now and um, it, it in it was in, incredible to have that experience of family and um, which they in uh, Maori they call uh, fauna and so to experience family like that right at the get go like here are all these people. Uh, welcoming us, um, welcoming us to their place and space and to the mother wound. And so we all slept in this room. And I tell you, it was like the the best sleep in, in a communal space I've ever had. Like there's all the snoring and the alarms and all of this stuff. And yet I dropped into such sleep. Um, and so it, and there was so much protection energy from the ancestors um, of the tribe that were there. Um, it was just such an incredible experience, and it was really interesting to watch everybody go through a process of all their mother wounds, like all kind of triggers with each other and within themselves that were coming up, you know, in the space and with each other in order to heal. And, you know, that was very apparent for me from the get-go because, like, I joined the second week, and so the first week everybody had already formed the group. Right, they'd already formed their connections and um, trips and all this stuff. And so, for me coming into the second week, it was really, um, it was it was my initial program because I came into a family with three other children. They thought their family was complete. My parents thought they they were only going to have three children, and then I come in right into the group. And so, it literally right from the very beginning. Getting to the Mirai, I'm in my one of my mother wounds, right? Um, and you know, another one of my mother wounds is that my mom was very present with me when I was a baby, but then when my brother came, she basically separated from me in order to take care of him. And so I've had this wounding around, you know, being um, being like taken care of and then almost like left or abandoned, right? Um, and so that was up for me really big. Um, it's always really played out a lot in my relationship with Megan. Um, and so it was what ended up happening that we, and everybody has some type of that, right? Like they some type of um, connection or separation or abandonment or rejection or some kind of wound with mom, you know, well, most, I would say most people, I haven't found a person yet that didn't have some kind of with mom and dad. Um, and it, um, it affects like that we 
bond. It affects the way that we bond with ourselves and with others, with partners, but also, you know, with Mother Earth. And so to have um, time, like um, everybody got to sit with Papa and to sit with him and to specifically talk about the, like, our stories and our wounds, what Papa likes to call rubbish, uh, <laughs> it's just like, he said, just leave, leave your rubbish on the Mirai. We can all take it here. Leave all of that, you know? So, um, it was incredibly powerful to sit with him to speak about the wound that, you know, the wound that we wanted to heal and, um, and to experience that, um, that, energy and that unconditional love i mean wouldn't with the love babe like wouldn't you say the love was just beyond anything you've experienced yeah i was uh i had a call last night uh for the people that helped contribute to uh my new zealand adventure and uh i was sharing with them that i i found felt like I had not ever experienced that kind of love ever, like ever, <laughs> because I've experienced like love with a lot of attachment and with a lot of, I love you very much, but this is who you're supposed to be, right? And I've experienced love mm-hmm. that's very disconnected, like I love you from afar, but I never experienced a presence of love. That was that dynamic, strong, encompassing with two space and freedom to be me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, whoa. And it, and I love I love this piece uh, that I'm about to share because one of the things that I find in our beautiful metaphysical is that people tend to talk a lot about stuff that they are. Like, the more you talk about something, like, you know, the people that have to talk about their relationship with Jesus and how good relationship with Jesus is, it's like, I always know that it's like, oh, they're trying to have a relationship with Jesus, you know, um, or like, you know, whatever it is. But the thing is that they don't necessarily talk about love. They just are it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, it was like, I, I learned more about love through who they were that I've ever known about love before. And I don't even totally have words for it. You know, I, I know how it like, cause people would say, well, how is it different? I guess it's just that when I see this very encompassing, intense, present love with total space. Because normally well, the intense you know present love has say, a condition. You know, yeah, what I would say is that um, there's, to me, there was such a service component to their love. Like there was a being energy of love. Like the moment you walked in, like I said, there was just like your home, your family, we're here, we love you. Um, it was really cool because every single one of them um, sang a song of like, oh, and like, this is my song. And then all of us got to sing a song too. And so it was like get go. It's like we're really in a very like a vulnerable <laughs> kind of like um state with each other, right? Um and so there was this incredible like vulnerability and and openness. But then I also would say that the service, like they're like they're making us food three times a day. Like Papa would come in the middle of the night and he would just sit amongst us and like um, protect us. He would round and bring in the energy of the ancestors. Um, You know, even he really suffers with some health stuff and like ended up in the ER or or potentially in the ER with pain in his neck and shoulders that he was so determined to sit with all of us that he showed up anyways, right? And was like so, and like so incredibly like, giving of his time and his love and his attention to anybody and like in with such a playful 
um, energy, such a, a like a openness of anything, you know, any that anybody brought, even though they might be pulling on him, you know, there was some, there was a lot, there was like some uh, big conflict that happened with um, two of the ladies that was just an incredibly like primal disruptive thing that was clearly mother wounds. And he was just so gracious and so honoring of all of us and them, so not judgmental, um, you know, and it, so it was just, I think it's a combination of energies um, that I've never experienced before. And also just of grandmother too, and of the, the staff, like the kitchen staff, these teenage girls um, that were helping us and serving us with our meals. Um, it was just amazing. It was just amazing. <laughs> like I can't even, um, I can't say like what it was. Um, but I just feel like for me, basically what he told me about my generational line is that my mother's mother came from New Zealand. Um, that's what he had um, gleaned and saw because he's very gifted in ancestry and ancestral lines. And so he was literally saying to me, "You, this is your home. This is your, um, this is your family. And to me, having really had so much wounding around my own family and trying to run away from my family my whole life, it was so incredible to tap into my mother's mother came from there and to have Papa say, like, this is you, this is family. You are, you're literally home. Like, these are your roots. Um, and I basically just broke down and sobbed, you know, when he was saying that. Um, because it was like, I did find my home. And that was what was so, that was what I felt the minute I got off the plane and got onto New Zealand ground and the earth. It's like there was a peace and a home and calmness that came over me that I've never felt before in any country or place I visited. Um, and I was just like, wow, there's really, this is a different place like this is I felt so home and then for him to say it was just like wow like this is a reason to come back to family you know like you said babe like you've been running away from your family like this like disassociating separating trying to kind of outrun the trauma of your family and I have done that too so much um, and really kind of concentrated and focused on my friends and my connections and my own children rather than my family line. Um, and so it's just changed completely the way that I feel about um, about family and specifically about mother and the male line and how important our ancestry is, um, not even more than our DNA, but just like uh, that our magic comes through our matriarchal line. And if we disassociate and separate from that ancestry, then we disassociate separate separate from our magic. And so there's literally a way to heal, to heal the mother, to heal all of this stuff that you have with family so that you really can tap into the magic and the reason, the true reason that you chose to be born into this family line in this place, right? Because we all chose the families and the parents, we all chose our And So um, why did I choose my family? You know, I've been asking that for many. And now I understand so much more of why I have. So um, we're just barely getting started on all of this, um, but we got to go on break. So um, come back for more about talking about healing your mother wounds. You're listening to Love Life and All Things Weird, and we'll be back. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? 
Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody, to Love and All Things Weird. We are talking about our amazing, magical adventure with the matriarchal Waitaha tribe in New Zealand and, and really talking about our experience with healing our mother wound. Um Megan, what would you, where do you want to go from here? Do you want to talk about your experience as far as your mother wound experience, or where else do you want to go? Well, I'd like to first talk about kind of establish why it might be useful to look at that original relationship in the context of your relationship to your own feminine energy. And how it has impact affected and, and, and sort of shaped how you live, how you nurture yourself, your ability to allow your success. Like the thing is, is that, you know, the tendency sometimes is a lot of us is to go, okay, well, all that happened, blah, blah. Like let's, you know, that doesn't impact me anymore. I don't want to. I don't want to sit and whine in my cup and all of that. But the thing about it is, and having been a coach, you probably too, is like, you know, no matter what we're coaching on, no matter what the block is, you know, so much of the time, I would say maybe almost 90% of the time goes back to the wound that we have with our parents, mother or father or both. And the reason is, is it's not about, it's not about sitting. It's really about looking at it from a perspective of what can I learn from this? And how did it even impact me? And do I find that that relationship be freedom? Or do I find that I am fighting with that relationship or it's suffocated by that relationship because it impacts every aspect of our life? And in particular, the mother, because it's our first nurturer. It's the one who's life. It's like our first breath, you know, it's this first experience on the earth and, and, you know, in our bodies is with ours. And so it impacts so, so, so much. In fact, I was just reading an article about how your mother's security, whether she was secure with herself, how it impacts success in a very direct way where, um, uh, let's see. Your attachment to your mother is rooted in her relationship to security. If she is secure and not fearful, you feel more comfortable being on your own and not worrying about her. If she is not secure and fearful, she may have been overprotected, demanded more care and attention from you in order to feel okay. The importance of this dynamic is that your own relationship security has a direct impact on your ability to take risks and step out of your comfort zone which are the key to being highly successful. So um so that's just one that's just one place where that relationship is in place. I think one of the most intense 
places impacts is in our ability to nurture ourselves. And that to me is a core of being able to be truly successful in all ways. Like if you don't know how to nurture yourself, you'll go so far with your success, but you'll also diminish destruct yourself on the path to success if you don't have that relationship of self-nurturance. And so that kind of led to my own personal experience uh, with healing that wound uh, in those six days. And um, for me, there's only part that I could share because it may be uh, used for the actual show. And so I have like... Uh, agreements about certain things I'm not supposed to share from the reality shows that uh, I can't give it all away is what I'm saying. You know, I can't give it all away. can't give all my secrets. But, um, you know, what I can say, what I can say without a lot of details is, is that I came to this realization that I was born from love and that that for me, I had believed that I had this part of me that was uh, quote unquote bad seed. And in terms of my ability to create success, I would only let myself become so successful, so visible, because my fear was is that others would find out how bad I truly was. And so I would even... I, so probably mentioned on this show like I've had this awareness that like I will like post on Facebook and shield it energetically <laughs> wonder why mm-hmm. nobody or or likes it or whatever not but, but you know what I mean and so I was like I just had that awareness like why am I doing that and now I know why is like there's this been this weird where I've been protecting people from me so to speak and what I realized when that got shifted and so all of us that were there got to have a one-on-one experience with uh, Papa, quote unquote, who is the chief of the tribe, uh, quote unquote, it's what we effectively called him. Um, and in my session with him, there was this whole, he rooted out this part of me uh, that had felt like that I had come from some type of wrong. And one of the things that I was acutely aware of when I was asked at the end of the show, like, you know, how will this impact your future? How will this impact you as a leader? And I'm like, I don't have to be afraid of failure anymore because for me, failure was the validation of, see, I really am wrong. See, I really am bad. See, so this thing, uh, this proof of my wrongness, this proof of how bad I was. And so failure has been super scary for me. And I've had this very interesting tense with it. And like as risk, I'm, I'm really like a risk-oriented person. Like who flies off to New Zealand to do a reality TV show <laughs> and, you know, go on river, uh, river rafting tours of jumping off buildings and such like who does? like I I actually very risk oriented however in my career I there's risks that I haven't taken that I've wanted to take or I risk just so far right I I set it up so that I sort of even hit it in the risk process because my fear was is I would have a big enough failure that I would never come back from it because it would be me and everyone else would know that I was horrible right and so when I got this piece around that I came from love, that I was born in love, that I am love, every part of me, every part of myself, every little cell in my body is love, that knew that I no longer had to be afraid of failure because, like, I can always come to love. And it doesn't matter if I fall down. It doesn't matter if I mess up. It doesn't matter if I end up in a pile of poo. Because I'm just love, so I'll just get up and keep going, if that makes sense. So I kind of, it's a little bit longer story, but I wanted to share it because I feel like there's people who have this sort of ceiling with success. 
but it's a place where they won't go past this, like, why is it two steps forward and one step back? What is that? Why don't I let myself go beyond this level of six? And a lot of times it is connected to our relationship, to how we sell. And that relationship is directly created from the relationship with the main mother figure in our lives. And so healing the mother wound is like so important, not just to our person, but our success of the planet. Like the, the earth is the mother of all of our mothers. And so our relationship with our mother is directly related to how we relate to the earth and how we treat the earth and all of those peace parts. It's, it's so important to really come to a place of, of, uh, healing and reclamation of our feminine and and to uh, revive that and 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 heal that within ourselves and the and uh, one more piece for me and, and maybe you can kind of uh, jump on this one a little pun is that you know I for me growing up my mom had a ninth grade my grandma mom had a ninth grade education she was stuck at home raising 14 kid my dad appeared he was the one making the money he had freedom he was going traveling speaking and doing all this stuff and the the so i saw the masculine as this power my my grandma mom was very strong in her own right but there was a lot of power and feminine in her and so i hadn't actually seen being powerful that wasn't controlling or critical like the the feminine role models that were powerful were controlling and critical <laughs> so like to be see papa a, a man he's not he's not a feminine but to have man have this feminine presence that was the most powerful feminine presence i think i felt like i mean i would say that grandma of the tribe also a similar presence but it was to see the power, energy, and feel it in my body, and to be loved by it, life-changing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, I'm really appreciating the chat room um, and people sharing around their mother wound you know um and like this experience of that to go back to family even now feels um emotionally abusive that it's not a safe place and um i really really get that like there's certainly um i've chosen very particularly and specifically who i want to be engaged with um with family um, and created a lot of space and distance from certain members of my family for that reason um, because I didn't feel um, received. I, I felt judged, and um, it felt like the a lot of the abuse of my childhood playing. But as I as I heal that inside of me, and what I offered chat room, and if you're not in the chat room, please come um, inspiredchoicesnetwork.com, and you click on the room, and it's you can answer ask questions and. Um, it's a whole community online, so it's amazing as a support system, and you get so much out of the show, so much more out of the show, I think, by being in the chat. So please come um, uh, if you're listening to this live. Um, but I would say that me, you know, and I think part of why we why we put in the copy about, like, um, the mother wound is also a separation from Mother Earth. Like Waitaha means water, and there's water throughout our whole bodies, right? Like we're mostly made of water. And so when we get separated from the earth, we get separated from our our mother. And so for I've gone through like rebirthing rituals in groups, but also on my own, I claimed um, Mother Earth as my mother. Like I had incredible experience in Hawaii on the Big Island with one of my best friends at the time. She was like my wife, and she took me into a lava tube and sang ancient songs with me. And literally, was was in the womb of Mother Earth, like 20 feet below the surface, singing ancient um, Hawaiian songs of the mothers 
um, that stayed their children, right? And it was such an incredibly, incredible rewrite because it's like the, the pulse, like the, the heartbeat of Mother Earth. And um, there was calmness and connection that I created with Mother Earth during that experience that has never left me. Um, and standing on the ground of New Zealand was another experience. Being on the tribe in that um, was another experience. But there's many ways to create um, a connection with Mother Earth. You know, just putting your feet on the earth, like, um, you know, allowing your feet to, your bare feet to be in the grass, you know, to um, to pay attention and to presence with, the trees with the birds with all of the um the the totem spirit animals that um that are around you all the time all of that is a way to connect in with mother earth and to allow her to nurture you and to feel like that you you know that 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 you have a mother <laughs> you know that is unconditionally loving um so there's a lot of ways to heal the wounds. And, you know, I know that we're talking about a particular experience on, uh, you know, that is, is to me a once in a lifetime kind of experience. But for those of you who are sharing, you know, your, your wounding with your mother, you know, like my, I just have so much love, so much like appreciation and compassion for all of us that um, that didn't, you know, that we didn't get loved. You know what I mean? Like we weren't loved in the way that we needed to be loved, you know, and that that initial bond with our mother um, is so important for the blueprint of how we feel, how we create intimacy and connection and how we feel loved or accepted, how we can love in return. And so to me, there's so much um, power, healing and wholeness that can come through. It can literally change your life in such a radical way. When you lean into um, acceptance and and, um, forgiveness and um, allowance and compassion for your own little one, you know, your own little one, that wasn't loved in the way that that they needed to be loved, you know. And so we have the powerful opportunity as adults to go back to those children and those wounded children inside of us, you know, and to say, hey, I am here for you. There's nothing wrong with you. Like, I love you. Um, and it's such a powerful process to heal um, what wasn't... Um, you know, what, what our mothers could not give to us uh, because of their own stuff and because life happened, you know. And, like, there's being a mother myself, I absolutely know how hard, like, it is to be a mother and to love and to know that you're not going to get it right, that you're, you're going to screw up and that your kids are going to be wounded because of it, right? And it's just the nature of living on this earth and living in a family. Um, and so I, uh, <laughs> we're going to come back for break. We've got to go on break. Um, but I would love for us when we get back on break to a healing ritual to help you to tap into, um, to tap into that, that experience of your one and to see if we can bring some compassion and kindness um, to that part of you. So we'll please return. We're listening to, you're listening to Love Life and All Things Weird and we'll be back. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live outside the box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and change maker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How 
long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic? To allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible. Live Your Magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind, ignite your body and activate the magic that is you. If you are ready to radically tap into your desires, generate more aliveness in your body and your life, then join us at a Live Your Magic event somewhere in the world. Go to megansolito.com and click on events to learn more today. That's M-E-G-A-N-S-I-L-L-I-T-O. This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today, and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Yes, welcome back, everybody. We're talking about healing the mother wound. And what I was talking about before break is that we all have these experiences. I have not met a person on the planet that was perfectly loved by their parents. <laughs> we're all, we're all, um, we all have moments of wounding. Even if they're, even if your parents were amazing, incredible people, they're, the nature of living a life is being um, if something happens and you're not um, you're not loved or cherished in the way that you needed at that moment, so I'll, I mean I don't know other who didn't try the very best that they could in um, what they were dealing with, and um, uh, and so it's it's not about condemning or judging our mothers. Um, that, but it is about saying, what do we do now? You know, like we can't, we can't control. We were at the effect of, in a lot of ways, when we were growing, about the experiences that were happening. But as adults, we can actually mother ourselves. We can choose a different way to um, to cherish and connect in with our inner children. And so, love to. Um, I'm really appreciating all the shares in the chat room of people's experience because there's so much trauma that um, that can happen with mom, even in the womb, you know, like just uh, last night I was in a snowstorm and snowstorms are really, really intense for me because mom was going to the hospital in a snowstorm um, when I was being born. So I have tons of like transition um, issues and lots of like fear and terror when I'm in um, a snowstorm. And so that I didn't know a long time what that was, but it was because of my own birth story. Um, of, of, so I, if we can all just take a collective breath in through your nose, through your mouth, and bring some presence and connection and attention and compassion to all of the aspects of us, all parts of us, all of those from the infant to the, the rebellious teenager um, to the five-year-old um, that got separated from mom going to kindergarten and felt so afraid. Like, I'm, I want you to just take a deep breath right now and um, connect in, just even just close your eyes if you can and take a deep breath and connect in. Like, is there a child inside of you that is asked for attention now? Um, is there an aspect of you? Is there some energy that's coming up right now as we're talking as I'm talking about the mother wound, like what do you feel in your body? Is there like some heaviness in your chest? Is there swirly in your belly? Do you feel really disconnected from your body? Do you feel nothing? Like all of that information about what's happening with regards to the mother wound that we're talking about. And so if you can, taking a deep breath in through your nose, 
out and in through your nose and out and getting present with those feelings or with whatever is happening inside of your body, whatever it is. And really just bringing love, allowance, presence, connection, kindness, attention, appreciation, right? Um, And maybe if there is energy in your body right now, like putting one hand where that energy is, like if it's in your stomach or if you feel heaviness in your chest, or wherever you might be feeling that energy, just put hands on your own body and just saying hi to that energy. And if there's if there's a racing of thought, if the stories about woundedness are like going through your mind, then just being okay with that and saying hey, hi to that, right? Because so much of what we do is we override, we overpower, we minimize, we separate. Um, we say stuff like, well, we've got to move on. Hello, we can't just like, you know, like crying and wounded all the time. And so we literally discard and reject and push back and push down those parts that are asking for attention and connection and love. And so... Um, if you can connect in with a um, if a particular wounded aspect of you, if a child um, rises up, or if there's, or even right now, like what number comes to mind? And oftentimes, with that number, if it's like five, seven, or ten, it's your five-year-old or your seven-year-old or your ten-year-old that is asking for that. Um, that presence and that love, that connection in this moment. And so asking yourself the question, well, what happened? What happened at five or at seven or at 10? And tuning into that aspect of yourself. And I'd like you to just say a couple things to that part of yourself right now. Um, and whether you know or whether you can identify or not, it's okay. Ever experience you're having in this moment, listening to this right now, is perfect. Um, And I'd like you to say this to yourself. Done nothing wrong. It's not your fault. And I am here. It's not your fault. And I am connecting with you. And I'm present with you. And I'm loving you. And just notice if you can receive that from yourself, if you can connect in with those words, if you can connect in with me that's happening in your body. This is where it's, ladies and gentlemen, is where we get to own our own experience, our own energy, and connect in with that and be with ourselves. And love ourselves in this perfect moment. So I'd love to know how that experience is for all of you. I would love for you to uh, share in Weird on the Megan and Suzanne, um, what what's coming up for you? What was that process like? Or where where do you still feel stuck? Or um, if you want extra support, you can go to Weird on the Suzanne and... Um, and share with us. I would love that. Oh, so, um, babe, that knees right in the middle of my little, <laughs> my little uh, visualization. Um, what, what would you like to say in the last few minutes of our show today? <laughs> well, now I know that my mute button doesn't work. That's the first thing I want to say. Um, I I want to say that uh, well, it's kind of interesting, right? That I right now I I'm dealing with asthma and allergies, which actually in part connected to mother energy because it's like we take our first breath when we leave the womb, right? And that breath is saying, "Hey, I'm an individual. I am." It's the first sort of place of separation with mom. It, it is kind of 
ironic that I sneezed with allergies right in the middle of uh, <laughs> the mother meditation. How cute am I? Right on cue. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I want to say is, is that ultimately mm-hmm. what happened to happen, and it's not about like spinning around in it or why did I get that love or whatever it is. But yeah, like feel your feelings about it. And like, would you be willing to commit to mother yourself in the way you wish you had been mothered? And, and to be kind and nurturing. And at the end of the day, we can't we can't control what happened in childhood, but we can now choose to parent ourselves. We can now choose how we treat ourselves, how to nourish and nurture ourselves. And I was talking to somebody in the chat room and saying to them, like, have you? Is there some world that you look at and go, that feels like a mother energy that I I that's good to be. And take that energy and Bring it into your own body and being. Like, what does nurturing you look like? What does nurturing, you know, and loving yourself look like? So that would be a question that I would journal about, look at. And because healing the mother wound is really about treating yourself like no matter what. And um, and if you uh, have some particularly dicey situations, I'd reach out to get Suzanne and I work with this that me in particular i've been working with this for a long time with clients and in with myself and also be patient right this is a process i work in mother issues ever since i got into consciousness but it's not it's not about working the way up something's broken and i have to fix it but it's really about the progression of self-love within myself and thing i want to say super quick is that i'm going to put a link here i'm doing uh two vip days one in dallas one in salt lake city have people take a deep dive to the healing of this energy. So I'm going to put the link in here, and we'll talk more about it next week. Uh, thank you guys so much for um, for being here today, and we will continue the conversation. Bye now. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time.